Hi, and welcome to TD Synex presents Cisco Smart Sustainable Hybrid. My name's Dan Griffin, and I'm the Cisco Enterprise Networking BDM at TD Synex. Today, we're joined by Joachim Mason, Regional Sales Director at Cisco, and Mark Needham, Head of Hybrid Working at Cisco, and they're going to be talking about hybrid working. Dan, thank you, and hello, Mark. How are you? All good. Good morning. Thank you, Joachim. Good to see you again. Likewise. Another, another place in the world. That's bump it. into one another. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking today about hybrid work, you know, as it links to, you know, uh, the whole topic around smart and sustainable, etc. And I know it's a subject that's dear to your heart. Yes, and very that much you, so. That you live and breathe on a day-to-day basis. Um, you, but, you know, I think it, you, when... When you hear people talk about hybrid work, people have a perception of what it actually means and they maybe think, maybe they're imagining working at home or working off video screens or something yeah. like that. And that's not really the whole picture. I'm just keen to maybe delve into that a little bit and what hybrid working means to you. Yeah, happy to. Um, and you're 100% right. Uh, there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to hybrid work. The big one being that hybrid work means work from home. And that's not the case at all. Um, so for a company to really harness the opportunity that hybrid work presents to them, it's very multifaceted. It's about allowing each and every single employee in an organization mm. to do every aspect of their role from any location, at home, in the office, or anywhere in between. And they have to be able to do that with the exact same level of engagement, quality and security, whether it's internal or external stakeholders. And that's commonly where some of the technologies organizations bought during COVID mm-hmm. fall down is the external participation, the external stakeholders, and given that great experience when you have to work across all three modes. I mean, I, um, you know, I was one of those slightly guilty of trying to pimp my office at home. You know, I've spent so much time there. I thought I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it nice. I was lucky enough to get the big, you know, video endpoint and doing those sorts of high quality video calls. But I got pretty, pretty used to it. And if I'm honest, now when people are saying, well, you know, you need to you need to think about hybrid work and not just remote working, I'm I am thinking twice about, well, okay, what are my expectations when I actually do get into the office and how do they meet the same expectations that I've kind of allowed myself to build at home? Yeah. And is that something that I mean, is am I just uniquely weird in that way or No, you're uniquely on the ball. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think that's a, a really common thing. So a lot of people made their home offices really comfortable really engaging, it's got their sense of themselves about that location. And when they're going into the office, one, they're potentially, the office is feeling a bit soulless. Mm. Two, in many offices, the technology investment hasn't happened. So the experience in the office is far worse than that experience at home. So for many, they feel they can be more effective and more engaged when they're working in a home office because the office office Mm. needs to get up to standard. So it needs the same quality of video experience in the office. You need that commonality of a UI in the office office. In your home office, you can jump between a Google meeting, a Zoom meeting, a WebEx meeting, and a Microsoft meeting. And the meeting rooms in the office need to be able to deliver that same kind of experience. And that's where it's been falling down for 
lots of people and lots of organizations they don't have that and that's why you can't be as effective in the office as home yeah. so that's why you're loving your home office so much because it's you've set it up to make you as effective as possible yeah i also get to sit beside my wife most of the time i don't think she likes it very much she puts on these big noise cancelling headphones uh for most of the office oh yes my day. wife hates sharing the home office <laughs> with me i get told to turn down she doesn't like my musical tastes <laughs> I yeah, have, well, in fact, disordered her some noise, sound, deafening headphones yeah, last week. Yeah. Well, you do have questionable music taste, Mark, so I hear her on that one. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that thing, because it's, look, you know, it's, I think about that. I've gone back into the office and, and whilst I'm, you know, I'm changing that habit and I'm being more deliberate about, you know, what I'm looking for, because quite frankly, you do miss that interaction with others, that, that ability to, you know, whether it's the chance conversation or whether it's, you know, something more deliberate around, you know, a team meeting, team collaboration, etc. You want the right kind of environment. I mean, I, you know, I sort of... Um, admonished myself because I've gone into the office but I haven't changed anything about my, my working pattern that day you know I've gone you know from doing a series of WebExes in my case sitting at home to going into the office and doing a series of WebExes from the office and it just sort of feels like well that was a bit of a waste I could have not done that so I, other habits that people are trying to break and you know how easy is it to turn the office into a more appealing um, place that people want to be yeah it's a really good question so I think there's a whole multitude of articles you can see in a newspaper about a certain CEOs wants everyone to go back into the office yeah. they want everyone to come in the office they want people to stop staying at home and some of the reasons for it are valid and some of it they just haven't put the right technology in place to drive the right outcomes which is why you see headlines about an impact on productivity and culture so I think the first element is that the office has to be become a magnet not a mandate mm. so by putting the right tech into the office you can create that experience I mean the office we're in today which is the brand new tech data Cenex one is incredible mm. they've got video endpoints uh, it's open plan um, and everyone's pretty engaged if you look around but what people have learned is for solo head down work there is no point in going to the office mm. you can do that more effectively at home and if you do have to have meetings you can do that um, now when people get into the office they're looking for the richest level of social collaboration so when you go to the office for the meetings you want people to be with you having those meetings you'll be going for lunch you'll be going for dinner after work to build those social connections you can do a lot of that over video but it's still a softer side of things where it's good to go in a, once, twice a week, every now and then, to get the team directly together to foster that. Um, one of the ones I find, my personal view, quite, quite amusing is people say, oh, we really miss the, the water cooler chats. Yeah. But it's, that, okay, fine, you could have a water cooler chat, but I can just click the green button at home and phone you up like that. And if there's something I'm like, Joachim, I want to ask you a question. I don't need to walk to a water cooler to ask you that question. The, I could message you from anywhere that, there and then. That is that is true. But I find these days, like you message people to check if they're available to take a call rather than just rather than <laughs> just call them. And then when you call them, you apologise for being old school and just calling someone. It's kind of this weird shift that you're sort of checking if someone's you know checking if someone's available. And they, you know that this is the thing that I felt in my role um, and that I realised that I missed. Um, was and I take your point, you know, on the on the on the you know, you can very easily get in touch with someone. You don't need to be surrounding a water cooler, right? Yeah. However, by the same token, I can go into the office and assuming there's a few people around, you know, I could I can cross that office floor to go and get a coffee as I tend to do too many times in a day. <laughs> um and there could be three or four different conversations that might not last more than two or three minutes or five minutes. Yeah. But there's an awful lot that you get out of those conversations. 
Um, and you would never, even in our world, it's it's WebEx. You'd never schedule a two or three minute WebEx. I mean, that would just be weird, right? But you get a lot of value in 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 those sorts of chance conversations. Yeah, I think the phrase you use there, which is the most interesting, is you wouldn't schedule. Yeah. So I think through COVID, people got in the habit of everything had to be scheduled. Yeah. Um, and everything became an hour meeting rather yeah. than just, oh, yeah. I just want to ask you a question or yeah. I've got an idea. I just want to bounce it off you to see what you think. So there's a little bit of people's natural learning, a little bit of change management for people to get more comfortable listening, working in this more dynamic, fluid way. And I think the reality is that each and every individual has their own natural rhythm, mm. so they need to be able to def- understand what that is. Then each and every organisation has their own natural rhythm, and they need to be able to articulate and understand what that is. And when you can bring the two together, that's when you really unlock massive value. So personally, I'm a terrible morning person. Mm-hmm. I'm far more effective in my meetings in the afternoon going into the early evening. Other people may be the absolute converse of that. So it's about understanding the behaviours of your direct team, the wide organisation, and finding that common ground, which will be very different now to what it was two, three years ago. I should point out to the listener that this is actually taking place in the morning, so I think you're doing a fine job, Mark. Say, I have <laughs> had quite a large caramel macchiato on the way in. <laughs> I'm actually a morning person, so I struggle as it sort of tapers off towards the end of the day. But you're right, as people operate best at, um, at, at different times. And, you know, on that, you know, you're thinking about, I mean, I think obviously, you know, we both work for Cisco and we're very familiar with that uh, environment, but we also, you know, in many cases, we'll, we'll, we'll recognise that that ability to choose, that ability, you know, to enjoy flexibility, you know, when you need it, and and be more deliberate about when you go places. I mean, that's a that's a sort of quite an important factor for us, I would I would imagine. And I think for any organisation trying to you know attract or retain talent, and I'm not saying that I'm in that bracket of talent, but I do hope the company retains me, just in case <laughs> anyone's listening. Um, but how much of that is a factor across, um, you know, the, the sorts of organisations and customers that you're, you know, you're working with on a day-to-day basis, that talent retention, the war for talent, as people talk about? Yeah, it's, I mean, again, there's been so many headlines about it. War for talent, the great resignation, the great reshuffle, badge of what you will. And I think for the best performers, the highest performers, they've got a multitude of choices. Yeah. So they... Okay, I, I could stay where I am. I could look for another organisation. I may want to find a different balance. I may have liked my balance before, and now I'm being told to change it. I don't want to change it, so I can go and search that out. So I think it really depends on the aspiration of the organisation. If they really want to focus on getting the best talent in, the retaining, the attracting, if they want to increase the performance of that talent, then you need to have the right software and tools to allow them to do that, mm. which allows them to be effective at home, in the office, and ever in between um, and if that breaks somewhere that's where you start seeing the attrition that's when you start seeing the frustration creep in so there's, there's some research that was done in admittedly 2020 mm. by a company called Dimension Data, Dimensional Data um, and they showed that 88% of employees are now frustrated with their in-office experience interesting and that's just giving you excuses to not go in yeah. why do the commute and put up with the traffic jam yeah. to go to an office and be frustrated if, if you're going into an office and it was a seamless, frustration-free, engaging experience, you'd probably be more minded to do that. Yeah. And that's where you start bringing together needs of the individual, the needs of the organisation, and how you need to transform 
the workplace both physically and digitally. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I was just thinking about there. I get frustrated, you know, because not all offices are, are are at the point that we want them to be in yes. terms of, and I get frustrated now because, I, you know, I walk into the office and there isn't a big video screen where I can just press the green button and connect to someone and I'm sort of wandering around on my mobile and it feels quite <laughs> kind of, you know, quite, you quite kind of... You could do that at home. You could do that at home or it feels kind of, kind of quite old school in that way. But you, you raise an important point. I was just thinking about my day. Not that you were boring me, Mark. I was just thinking about my day when you were saying working from uh, an office and we're in an office at the moment I've travelled here uh, to get here uh, this morning I've got different meetings that I've got to do and I am I am I'm living and breathing hybrid working today because I'm going to be in the office I'm going to be in the car I'm going to be back um, back back at my desk at home but one of the things I I know I'm looking for is I don't want any hassles connecting um, I want the experience to be the right kind of ex- you know the right kind of experience for the different meetings uh, I'm doing, especially the next one, which is with the CEO of the UK. I need to be on my need to be on my game, Mark. Needs to be on my game. I need to be in the right environment. But I'm just thinking about all of those different things, and I and I don't want that frustration. So so, so clearly, for, you know, um, technology got a role to play in making sure that that experience is what it needs to be for me, wherever I am. Yes. And, and so, obviously, what, what you need to get across in the meeting with the CEO today is everything that's between your ears. Retaining talent, that's exactly. what I want them to be thinking. And um, <laughs> tied to that is, so let's say, you, for whatever reason, you get stuck in traffic yeah. and you have to take that call from a car. If there's terrible background noise, you're not going to be on video because you're in the car. You won't necessarily be able to see the slides. Or you won't be able to take any notes. Um, but technology could do that for you yeah. so that you could be fully effective in that space. Equally, when you're in an office office, then by having access to all the technology, all the tools, which anybody else that's in that meeting, wherever they may be coming from, will also be able to fully collaborate and fully um, provide guidance, insights, question, challenge to make that meeting as impactful as possible. Um, So that's where the, the technology needs to come together to bring that down. So you have the AI in the software and the hardware, which manages the translation, the voice enhancement, the sound deafening, and that transcends any of the locations. This is one example. But if you are on your mobile, you need to be able to ideate on the content. You need to be able to raise your hand, ready to be heard. Um, And the platform plays a really important part of that to allow you to be effective in that meeting today. And that, I mean, because you're talking there about multiples of different types of, you know, hybrid meeting, I suppose. Um, and you know, I think we're all really very used to the you know the one to one or or the team meeting kind of environment. Because thinking about it, there are many different types of in, uh, environments where the meeting platform has to take into account for um, how important that meeting is, the number of people who are attending that meeting. You know, it's, have you got some examples of you know that kind of area where we're really thinking more broadly than just you know individual or or yeah. kind of small team based interaction? So I think if you think about it. Um not all meetings are created equal. Yeah. So you could, if you map out the meetings across this week, you probably put them into a quadrant, quadrant of one-to-one, just a catch-up. If the experience isn't perfect, it's probably not the end of the world because you, you can get your message across. So that would be kind of in the bottom left quadrant. Then as you start going to the top right, you, the level of importance and the scale of the meeting gets exponentially larger. And therefore, if you're on the, in a meeting with the CEO, an internal CEO, or could be a customer CEO, then you can't have a poor experience. They can't struggle to understand you. They can't have the platform going down part way through. They can't themselves have any frustrations joining said meeting because you may have the most wonderful, and I'm sure it is, narrative for the meeting today. <laughs> However, let you know. if he comes <laughs> into the meeting really frustrated, then you're going to get pounced on regardless. Yeah. So it's about allowing everybody to be effective and you have 
the kind of various you could plot your meetings based on the scale and the importance of it and that will have an impact on the technology requirements and what is fit for purpose and what might just about be good enough but it could really start negatively impacting the outcome from the meeting yeah and, you, and the other thing you touched on as well you know as much as we would like every organization in the world to be a, a cisco webex customer and, and and as a platform that does you know encompass all of those different sorts of environments the things you need to care about in terms yes. of the richness of the, of the experience but we also recognize that companies you know, will in some cases have mul- you know multiples of meeting platforms, and again, we've got to factor that in as well, do we not? Yeah, for sure. So if you look at the data, so most companies manage at least two two meeting platforms, yeah. um, but then if you're managing two, you've got uh, other companies you're working with that are also managing at least two. Then that kind of spirals, that spirals, that spirals. So when you're in a meeting room, you have to be able to jump between any of the meeting platforms because you may think, oh, we're on platform A, every single meeting is going to be on platform A. That's not the case at all. Mm. So you can't say to somebody, I can't join that meeting because you're on a different platform or my security team won't let me join that meeting because it's on your platform, not my platform. Everybody from a security and engagement, a meeting attendee perspective needs to be able to seamlessly jump into the meeting click a green button and jump between any of those meeting platforms for it to be effective definitely i mean look there's so much in in all of this and of course we sort of live and breathe it on a day-to-day basis so you don't feel like you're you're vested in it um i mean before we finish off and i do genuinely appreciate your your time this morning mark but can you give us any insights as to what's what's around the corner in this space what sorts of things we might expect to see over the coming couple of years I think I think it's really interesting. So we, we ourselves have been investing hugely in AI to yeah. take away frictions, to minimise frustrations in the meeting, in the platform. And that's not just about the meeting, it's about the insights to help organisations become a better hybrid working organisation. There's events, there's how you engage your customers, how you can automate that. So everything come, needs to be linked to the same platform that's dramatically improving and enhancing. Then you also start seeing things where there's a particular line of business or a particular function needs something slightly different. So we have customers at the moment using our hologram solution in beta, where they're looking at R&D, product management, product development and ideation. So they themselves need a slightly different experience to allow them to do that, but it needs to be part of the same platform. So they're really channeling those kind of experiences. And as more and more customers and organizations start updating their offices to deliver the experience we've discussed today, you'll see productivity go up, employer retention get better, and when it comes to attracting talent, it won't just become about how much you're offering to pay them, it'll be about the holistic yeah. experience. And one really nice example, there's a big law firm in America, and you can imagine hiring grads in New York, it's yeah. quite competitive. Yeah. Um, and they would standardized in the, the experience we've spoken about today, video endpoints, the platform, smart buildings transforming the physical workplace the focus on sustainability and when their hr team surveyed the grads that accepted the role they said that was the reason they came into the organization they felt that it was the right type of organization it was setting them up to be successful and they had their highest acceptance rate ever in that organization when it came to grads and because of the tech and the platform that enabled that brilliant that's a brilliant example it just brings it home doesn't it well mark thank you very much appreciate your time today i look forward to seeing you in another building somewhere (laughs) very much (laughs) in the near future thank you (laughs) thank you very much cheers thank you joachim and mark for that wonderful conversation if you want to know more about hybrid working then contact your sales rep at td synex that wraps up the series so thank you for listening